Swanson to first. to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Pick up a chair, join us, grab a cold one. It's episode... 104 of For Future Considerations, the Patrice Bergeron episode of For Future Considerations. Why, you ask? Why, Matt? For the moment, Manny, he is 104th in NHL career points at 954. He's going to be moving up. Larry Robinson's going to fall to the 104th uh, spot soon enough, but... A defenseman? Yeah. 958 career points. Isn't he a fantastic Robinson. Montreal Canadian he to was. be ranked that high? Wouldn't it be great if the Montreal Canadiens had a player like him right now? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if the Toronto Maple Leafs had a player like him after the Montreal Canadiens beat the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday night? Smoked them <laughs> on Monday night. Look at this. It's a great day. It was family day weekend. The oh, Habs yeah. beat Toronto. Rashad Mahogany is real. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Jimena is getting cold feet. Kim Bali got that yammy yammy. What are you guys it talking a, about? It is a good weekend. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? 90 Day Fiance. Oh, of course. No, you guys are still on this? Yeah. Well, it's no love is blind, right, Manny? That's a great show. <laughs> At least there's something to that show. 90 Day Fiance? There's something to that show, eh? Really, Manny, tell us all about it, please. Uh-huh. Sources, <laughs> I, sources I have I, confirmed. I don't have to tell you all about it. You just watch for yourself and how fantastic that show is. The drama <laughs> is unbelievable. Edge of your seat. Rea- reality show. There's sports, the best reality there is. television ever. Then a few other things. <laughs> <laughs> then love is blind. Oh my god. Then a few other things. And Let then maybe maybe The Bachelor. Then a few other things. <laughs> then 90 Day Fiance. Let me tell you about drama. You're a 52-year-old man. Is that man a character's from, name from on Michigan. 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> it should be maybe next year. You are a 52-year-old man from Michigan who is uh, engaged or dating a beautiful 30-something Panamanian, Panamanian woman. She's sending you topless pictures. What are you doing with those? You're sending them to your ex-wife to make her jealous oh about God. who you're with now. Is this a storyline on this, this show? This is a storyline. Yeah. And Manny, they survived it. They're both so effing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that in you know an hour and 20 minute episode they've they've made it work they're gonna be okay oh my god so are they i don't get this show are they still married or no, they're going to get married. married they're all still they most of them have had online relationships and this is the first time that they're actually meeting in person but everyone's intention at the beginning is yep when i meet hamza i'm going over there i'm getting married i'm coming back with a husband and then they actually meet them like this person's effed up <laughs> <laughs> and they all are <laughs> how many people great. actually end up getting married or do they know. all break up this before is the, the... This is the fifth season. John, you're the expert. We're There's all looking at be, you. There's got to be a couple. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there. I would say the majority of them end up getting married, and I'd say roughly half end up staying together after they get married. I would have to ask Jill on that. I think she's got a tally upstairs. I'm sure, but yeah, it's, it's on the uh, it's on the cork board in the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The so, thing that I can't believe, though, Manny Pava shames us for watching 90 Day Fiance. Shames he's got us, lo- he does. Yeah, and then the skeleton in his closet is love is blind that he hasn't told us about. People at work were talking about this, and I'm like, okay, I got to watch. What the heck is this all about? Uh-huh. And there's some drama there. So you'll do it for them, but not your two best friends. Because <laughs> it's 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Rashad, we'll get we'll get to some sports in a second. Who do you, Rashad, who do you think is gonna make it? Oh, who's wow. actually gonna make it? Because oh. mahogany ain't she ain't into she ain't into bed. No. What about, what about no. the other guy you guys were talking about, Soldier Boy? Or Soldier something Boy like? and Kimbali. Yes, is he gonna make it? He's they're girlfriends now, because, boyfriend and girlfriend, because he spent a couple of nights in her room and she she got that yammy yammy from what he was saying. Yeah, yeah but that's right. But they're Boy. more than boyfriend girlfriend; they're fiancés. She's hoping that with that relation, most of the relationships on here, there seems to be one person that's very far in the spectrum of where the relationship is going. <laughs> and the other one that's like, hang on a second. I still live with my parents and you can't sleep over. <laughs> oh my that's right. I thought Imana was all in and now she's backpedaling. I thought I those two it's would that be hitman. It's the he's back. I think the yep. hitman's going to make an appearance in this season. <laughs> if you watch this damn show, why don't you chime in and email these Please. guys for future considerations <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Who is going to make it? Oh, it's huge. It might be next week's poll. We may not even do a play of the week. We might just <laughs> on. Who is going to make it bracket? oh man we gotta move on a big thanks to my good friend sanaya sapurji that was a good eight minutes that was a real good eight minutes of this show stay tuned it Uh, went eight minutes (laughs) i talked for eight minutes on that it's more like six but still okay okay. oh man i rounded up six minutes we still went for six minutes on that Big thanks to Sanaya Sapurji for joining us on the OT last week. She was great, wasn't she? She was great. She had some awesome junior hockey stories back from her days. And you can follow her work on The Athletic as well, writing hockey and basketball. And a big thanks to everyone who reached out after listening to Sanaya on the podcast. Pete in Plymouth, Michigan, loved the stories. Jenny also sent us a note and said she loved the episode too. So thank you for listening in. Yeah, for a non-broadcaster, she knows how to tell the story. She has some great stories. Yeah, she, she's a fantastic writer, too. Excellent, yeah. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, go back and have a listen to episode 103. And uh, make sure you stay tuned at the end of this episode for details on our next guest on the OT. But first, it's time to debate. Badgers win it 77-63. to 63. And Juwan Howard not going over immediately to shake hands. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Howard and guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Juwan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Juwan Howard just threw a right hand. 
Anderson. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. Michigan has suspended coach Juwan Howard for the rest of the regular season for a brawl at the end of the men's basketball game with Wisconsin. Matt, you've been pretty vocal on this about on social media. Uh, who do you think, or actually, do you think you should be fired? Yeah, just to, to clarify that, suspended for the rest of the regular season is five games. This team's not making the tournament. Uh, so he basically gets the next two weeks off. Um, for slapping another coach uh, in in a handshake line that he caused the commotion of to begin with in the game. No, he didn't. Uh, you'll have your turn. <laughs> <laughs> he started the commotion in the game. He started in the handshake, and he didn't leave the handshake. And the only reason that fight started is because of him. Look, he called. No, he didn't. He called press defense. In a game that was well over 16 seconds left because he got mad that the other team's coach didn't want to embarrass his bench players and called a timeout. They then go into the the handshake line. The other coach grabs him by the arm. Jawan Howard starts pointing him at the face in the face. And then they start somewhat breaking it up after that, after all the players have gone through and cordially shaken hands as they're expected to. Then the pushing and shoving comes. Then him, duller than everybody else, reaches into the pile and just slaps another coach at the side of the head. Look, the incident itself is gross. That is not a five-game suspension. I think he is very lucky that this was at the end of the the season. Also, not the first time he's been involved in something like this when he allegedly threatened uh, to kill another coach last year on a national championship game. My concern is just for the kids that are at this school. That to me, I don't know him. I don't know what he's like in the room. I don't know like what he's like in practices. That's not a guy that I would want my son being led by. I don't think he has the composure to hold the position that he has and to be able to take a loss and just deal with it. This is, the again, the second time that this has happened. So I don't think he should be coaching at the University of Michigan because of this incident. Because you can't be the instigator, start the brawl and then still be the one that can't walk away from it and swing at another coach. If you saw that in any other league and I'm thinking junior hockey, I'm thinking this in major league baseball, I'm thinking any other league. If, if in a brawl, AJ Hinch goes over to another manager and hits him in the head, he he's going to get fired. He should be fired. Imagine a junior hockey coach doing that. Imagine one of the, the Spitfires head coach crawling over the boards or while they're they're in lines, punching another coach in the head. Those That's a fireable offense for me. So, yes, I thought the incident was terrible. I just don't think you can – I would put my son in a position to, be, to play for a guy that has had these kinds of incidences. So, for me, for Michigan, for being a high-profile school, I, I don't think you can move on with him. Are you done? I'm done now. You can go ahead. John Rashad, do you want to chip in on at this at all or before I lose my mind? <laughs> well, Matt, I am stunned that you don't want your son around someone who would threaten to kill somebody and to slap somebody in the middle of a, a handshake line. That's, wow, you have way too high standards. I know. I've become soft as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> this is way overblown. You've you've fallen off. You know the Price is Right, where the guy climbs up the, the mountain climber, yeah. and then he falls off the cliff. 
That's you right now. Because you're way over, you've way overblown this situation. Way overblown. You explain to me how one coach hitting another is not a big deal. Go ahead. First off, first off, he did not start it. The Wisconsin coach. Yep. Stopped him, put his hands on him. Yep, grabbed his grabs the sleeve of his shirt. Yep, right. go ahead. He stopped him. He could have let him go. Yeah. But he stopped him. Uh-huh. If somebody put your hands on you, wouldn't you be upset? Yes. Yeah. I certainly would. So do you know what the assistant coach said to Juwan Howard? The assistant coach that that's, he hit? That's the guy he hit. He probably doesn't even know. Nobody knows. I haven't read it. I, I guarantee he said something... Well, offside, I would only expect that that would be out by now because everybody loves throwing this out as soon as possible. Nobody has said a thing, but I guarantee he said something because, first of all, the Wisconsin coach shouldn't have touched him. No. He should have just let him walk by. Yep. Right? But you put your hands on him and you're going to be upset about that. Mm -hmm. Then the assistant coach comes in and yells at him. Listen, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that this is a terrible turn mm-hmm. of events. It was ugly. It was unfortunate uh, that it happened, and it shouldn't have happened. But as another coach, you don't put hands on somebody else. He takes as much responsibility. He should have as much responsibility for the incident. He deserves a game suspension, possibly even a two-game suspension. He doesn't get a suspension, period. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jawan Howard open slapped a man, he deserves mm-hmm. a five-game suspension. And it is serious. You're making it sound like it's not serious. Here's a team that's fighting for a spot in a tournament of 64 teams. This is serious consequences, and they may not make the tournament, and that's a big deal for the University You're talking of about Michigan. Michigan? Yes. They weren't going to, but they could. They could still be in the tournament wholeheartedly. They were on the bubble. Mm-hmm. You look at any of the college basketball experts who suggest that Michigan could still be in this tournament. And and the fact that they won't have their head coach for it is significant. The incident about the timeout, he calls the timeout because they only had four seconds to cross half court. Mm-hmm. You call a timeout, you get the ball at half court, and you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. In a 15-point game with 15 seconds left, you shouldn't have to do that. That's akin to you putting out your number one power play unit in a 7-1 hockey game in the last minute. Mm -hmm. It's an unwritten rule. You shouldn't do that. And you're the Wisconsin coach and you're upset at Jawan Howard that he's mad and said, I'm going to remember this when he walks by you? Mm -hmm. Like the Wisconsin coach is, is... complicit mm-hmm. in this incident. Do at, at no point did I say he's not. Yeah, but but, but in that entire but it, in but that entire sequence, but it doesn't deserve John Howard to be fired from his job. I, I have seen in, in this world in 2022 a lot of other people lose a lot more for a lot less. And if we're at the point in college athletics where we've got coaches punching each other, and they it's get, not a they punch. Get, Open slap. He couldn't get to him. Open slap. He couldn't get to him because there were three guys in front of him. So it's the only thing that he could do. You think if it was just one-on-one, he was just going to to hit him at the side of the head and then still hang around and still have to be held back by his players to not get at this assistant coach? What did he say? Okay. 
he says the worst possible thing. The absolute worst thing that you can think of. Sure. Jawan Howard gets nothing now because he's defending himself. Jawan no. Howard said the only no. time he said I, I, the only time he said that he felt like he had to do something was when the coach came and shook it and grabbed him by the shirt and kind of got in his face. He never in that press conference never once mentioned the coach that he hit. I don't even think he knows who it was. Or he probably doesn't. All I'm saying is that the five game suspension is deserved and is serious, and it sends a message that that won't be tolerated. I think for, for him to lose his job is I think. The Swedish guy going over, Danish guy going over the cliff on the prices, right? Well, and that's the school's decision. This is, again, a school sure. suspension, right? So they suspend him for the rest of the regular season, and they can put that out, and it sounds significant. It's five games. It should be the rest of the regular season. If they get into the tournament, he should not be allowed in the tournament. And and I'm, I don't think he's – like I'm just sitting here as a parent. If I'm being recruited by the University of Michigan and I'm watching that and I'm seeing this guy as the guy that's the head coach, uh, no, I don't I don't want my kid around that guy. Some parents are probably going to say, wow, he's passionate defending my, my sure kid. Sure they will, and that's, that's yeah. their choice. He's not going to bankrupt the University of Michigan. People are not going to stop going to the University of Michigan to play basketball for, for one of the, the icons of, of the program. It's just not for me. Bobby Knight coached. For 43 years, choked kids, threw chairs, and he had a job for 43 years. The fact that Jawan Howard got suspended for five games and gets to keep his job, I think is a good enough penalty considering what we have had in the past in college basketball. That was good. I was enjoying some popcorn listening to that. We, we, we're here to please. How do you transition from this, Rashad? Let's, let's hear your producer we, skills. We aim to entertain, Rashad. <laughs> well, now it's time for our play of the week, guys. Will it be as good as that back and forth? By the way, Bobby Knight, when he threw the chair, got a one-game suspension. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Bobby. You got to sit this one out. Oh, man. Well, for our play of the week, we had a couple of basketball plays among the options, but another hockey play takes the top prize this week. Robertson back to Hitch, shot, no goal. What a save by Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury with an unbelievable save on Rube Hintz to rob him of a goal, and it's our play of the week. Do you think if we put Jawan Howard as the play of the week, that that would have won? I don't no know. Paul. Hardest, hardest hit? <laughs> Do we do that, Paul? Hey, we, we we need to find a sponsor for that. Hardest hit of the week. Um, for future consideration. CFOS has that, or they um, used to have that. That save was unbelievable. Yeah, that was a great save. Great save by him. He's going to be an interesting guy uh, uh, come trade deadline. If, if he ends up going somewhere um, that – that needs goaltending help and has the two best players in the NHL. Um, it'd be interesting to see what he does there. I got a Rashad pun. The flower is blooming in spring. Oh, yeah, nice. Spring. Nice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Although, you know, I really love the half-court basketball shot at the bottom. That's what I yeah. voted for. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that's I great. will vote for a half-court shot every time. I love it. It's so difficult to hit. Yeah. yeah. 
Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. And this is how it rolls, everybody. On Monday, you log onto the internet. You're not working on a Monday. Let's be real. You might be at the office, but come on, you're you're mailing it in anyway. It was a family day Monday, a holiday for a oh, lot yeah, of people. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, podcast- I think it was presidents. I think it was presidents' day in the states too, right? See? Oh, nobody go. was working. <laughs> and why didn't we get more votes? <laughs> Check out Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for the videos. So we'll put the four choices on there. We'll put the videos for your viewing pleasure. You select the one that you like, and then we obviously reveal it on our next episode. And guys, I wanted to ask you about the Winter Games. Norway finished with the most medals of 37, followed by Russia, the Olympic Committee team at 32, uh, Germany at 27, Canada 26, and the U.S. with 25. How much of the Olympics did you guys watch? I actually didn't watch a lot. I wish I watched more. Um, I did catch some of it in the morning. I had it on the background while I was working, Mm -hmm. but I wish I watched more, actually. I watched a lot of women's hockey and I stayed up late to watch the gold medal game. I'm surprised um, it got such good ratings considering it started at 11 p.m., but apparently it got really good numbers. Really good. Yeah, it was great. Good to see. Uh, I probably watched three periods of three different hockey games, and and that was it for my Olympic exposure. Oh, I also went on and uh, on the CBC website, they had it on demand because I wanted to watch some luge. So I watched some luge. Do you like that sport? I do. It terrifies me. And one guy did wipe out, too. Oh, yeah. So there's there's nothing you can do in, in that sport. There's like you're wearing basically you're you're basically wearing spandex and a helmet. You're going to you're if you're getting up and walking out of there, it's a good day. Are you one of those people that just watch that sport to see crashes? Uh, no, I don't want to see people get hurt, actually. I, I just do like the speed of it. Sure. I used to like the sure. figure skating when they'd kind of wipe out. <laughs> oh. I was going to say spandex and a helmet. Sounds like a Saturday night around the Pava household. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a helmet? <laughs> you, you've been at my house. You lived with me. You know it. You lived it. <laughs> It was it was the helmet that was hanging on the doorknob. Is that how it worked instead of the instead of the sock? I don't know. It was always on the outside of my door, so I, I don't know what was on there. So as we mentioned, uh, one of the gold medals for Canada was the women's hockey team and the victory over the U.S. The goaltending was fantastic, and that has to be the fastest women's team I've ever seen. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys already, but I love watching the women play each other. It's a great rivalry. Is Marie-Philippe Poulin, like, Captain Clutch? Like, when when the gold medal's on the line or a championship, she always seems to perform at the highest level. She does. She's amazing. And uh, there was an article by uh, Rosie DeMano in the Toronto Star that caused an uproar. She wrote that women's hockey doesn't belong in the Olympics because not enough countries are competitive. Uh, We received a few emails about it from Jessica and Sarah in particular, who wanted our takes on the subject. Yeah, I I think this is like clickbait. I think this was an article where she was just trying to get a rise out of people and trying to get clicks because I can't believe Rosie a respected journalist, a woman would write something about that. Like 50 years ago, the Canadian men were beaten up on Germany by 12 goals, by 15 goals. But look at the men's Olympic tournament this year. Finland won their first ever 
gold medal. Yep. The Russians were second. Slovakia was third. Miro Shatan was fantastic on social media. <laughs> he was. As Slovakia won bronze. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a commitment to get there. But 50 years ago, they were having this argument mm-hmm. about the men's game. And look how far it has come. Yeah, I agreed. I, I, I think it's funny that the – and it's because it's hockey and it's because there's such a focus on it. But like to think that you would take – women's hockey out because of how uneven the the competition is. I mean, there's how many different sports in the Olympics are so one-sided. I have notes. I'm glad you asked. Good. (laughs) Is it all Norway too? Who wins them all? No. Well, this is, they ended up being a lot of the summer ones, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, So in the history of the water polo event in the Olympics, Hungary has meddled in all but three years. And it's about 80 years of water polo. Wow. The U.S. men's basketball teams always dominated. You know, South Korean women have won gold in a team in archery every year since 1998. The Chinese have won 28 of the 32 gold medals ever handed out in table tennis. Like, it's not fair. None of the, you know, a lot of these sports are not, really that evenly matched so you know i mean what what are you supposed to do take out the competition because it's not competitive enough to what standard how is this this sport supposed to grow if it if you limit it now should some of these teams or should maybe the amount of competitive or competitors in these tournaments be smaller sure you could take out two men's teams from the Olympics and you could take out two women's teams from the Olympics. But, you know, I was actually had a conversation this week with a guy from Sweden and he was talking about their program. The biggest focus or one of the biggest focuses they have in their program is to build up the women's game because it doesn't have as much opportunity and they've got just as many women that are knocking on the door to try to enroll and try to get involved as they do men or or girls compared to boys because of the age groups that they'd be at. So yeah, I mean, I think it's ridiculous to think that you would take women's hockey out because of the competitive balance without basically eliminating half of the sports that happen in the Olympics. One of the things I heard, too, by one of the coaches, um, I can't remember which team, they were asked about this at the Olympics, and they said, how do we measure how our program, how far it has come if we don't play the best? We need to play Canada and the U.S., and if we lose, we need to learn something and go back and get better so that next time we're going to be more competitive. And so they, they want those games against Canada and the U.S. because they want a measuring stick for their program and see where they need to improve. So if the other teams that are playing them want them in, then I say they should stay in. Sure. And, and development takes time. I mean, if you're looking at a 12 year old right now and that's their age group and that's the one that, you know, they're kind of really working towards in the Olympics is the goal and they're trying to make a national team. I mean, they're eight years from being in the Olympics, probably making an Olympic team. Like that's a long time to, to get this development going. And, And when it hasn't been, developed and when it's starting to in some of these these european countries it just takes time now i mean canada and the u.s don't get a medal in the men's side of things i mean when was the last time that happened and obviously we don't have the nhl players so it's a little bit different but you know that's certainly slovakia team 
for you know as much as an underdog as they were. They beat some good competition. That Finland team was real good. They beat some good teams. I mean, that's it's going to happen. It's it's bound to happen if if you keep these teams involved and you keep engaging kids at the sport and and give them something to work towards. Yeah, and if you get rid of this best on best tournament, it's just going to set your development back. Oh, years. Oh, yeah, decades, centuries, even. <laughs> Are you ready? And now it's time for rapid fire. And guys, remember, we're looking for quick responses. That's why we call it rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do it this time. I got a good feeling. (laughs) Okay, whatever, Rashad. We got the rules figured out here. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So staying with hockey, the Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs unveiled their Heritage Classic jerseys for the outdoor game on March 13th in Hamilton. Roy in London wants to know which jerseys you like best. I've always liked the Sabres jerseys. And they look very sharp for the outdoor game. I love the Sabres jerseys. Yeah, the Sabres one is better, but they both suck. (laughs) (laughs) I would have liked to see the Sabres use the shoulder pad logo in the middle. Or they've always talked about this alternate jersey coming back, the the Buffalo head one. Bring that one back in because it's coming back next year, right? Bring that one in and do an alteration of that. I, I think they're both... They're both pretty plain. They don't do anything for me. Yeah, I like the Buffalo one. Yeah, I, I, I'm just looking at this shoulder patch again. I like the shoulder patch, but I like the classic swords with the Buffalo over top of the swords. Yeah. It's a good logo. It's better than the T. Yeah. With a faded, you can hardly even read arenas uh, across the middle of it. And the OHL has announced an outdoor game at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton will take place on March the 14th between the Bulldogs and the Oshawa Generals. What do you guys think of that idea? I think it's great. I think it's a great opportunity for for exposure. I'm interested to see what they pull for uh, capacity and and attendance and and how the game goes. I I mean, it's going to be later on in the year for sure. So hopefully the the ice is in good condition. Um, But I, I think it's a great opportunity for the OHL. It's the Monday after the Toronto... Buffalo game uh-huh. at Tim Hortons. The last time there was a junior hockey game outdoors was 2017. Uh, Ottawa played a Q team. Right. Remember Windsor, Saginaw, London, yeah, Plymouth? Comerica Park. They played at Comerica Park. Yep. I think that was like 2013. It was a while ago now. Yeah. So I think it's great. And I think it'll help the junior game mm-hmm. grow the junior game, put a spotlight on the junior game, which I think is fantastic. And it looks like no coincidence, uh, one team from each side of the GTA as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the, the teams are the teams are fine. I mean, I for the OHL, I mean, wouldn't this be the opportunity to put Shane Wright in one of those games or something like that? But scheduling-wise and the way that these schedules are going to roll out for the next little while in the OHL, I mean, you got to take the game that you can. And we have another listener question from Michael in Windsor about Brian Flores, who has been hired as a defensive coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Michael wants to know if we're surprised by his hiring. Uh, Not surprised that he got an assistant job. I would have been surprised if he got a head coaching job after filing his lawsuit against the NFL and the three teams. Hmm. Not surprised that he's getting a chance to be in a defensive assistant again. And I, I like the move. I think he's a smart 
football guy and mm-hmm. shouldn't have been fired in the first place. Yeah, I, I think he's applauded and, and Mike Tomlin and, uh, uh, of course, is an outstanding coach and, and I think he's going to be a, a good addition to that team. Yeah, I, I was fully expecting that he would get uh, a job. I mean, it's not a head coaching job. I don't, I don't think that that was going to be something that was going to be presented to him. Um, but, it uh, you know, he's, he's a good coach and, and he was just sitting there. I mean, good for the Pittsburgh Steelers for recognizing him and, and grabbing him and, and adding him to his staff. And the Major League Baseball owners and Players Association continue to meet to try and end the lockout after the league already postponed spring training. Paul in Toledo is a big baseball fan. He wants to know how optimistic we are for baseball in April. I feel like we've answered this a bunch of times, but I think our answers might be a little different this time around. Yeah, I mean, they're they're chatting now. They've gone with some offers back and forth, uh, and it doesn't sound like they're close there's been a concession on one end i guess from from what they're saying and one of the deadline days that they have circled is february 28th is that would be the day that if they can't get a deal done something's going to start pushing and an opening day uh, might start pushing uh, so i mean if the question in that sense is are we going to see a deal done this week absolutely not so no i i don't uh, I, I don't think it uh, optimism is a funny word i mean it's nice that they're talking but if they're not actually progressing anywhere then they're just talking at least they're talking Mm -hmm. like there was there was a while where they weren't talking and this always happens right they always wait to the 11th hour (laughs) to meet them back-to-back days right like it boggles my mind why they can't spend some time earlier in this schedule to try to meet and hammer something out uh i still think um we're gonna see more delays before a deal is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for the first time now, I'm starting to get a little bit pessimistic about opening day starting on schedule. But if it goes another week or two, then yeah, then my optimism really fades. But yeah, I was, I was convinced we would see opening day as scheduled. And now I'm starting to get a little worried that we won't. Side bet. <laughs> what are you taking? I'm with John. <laughs> <laughs> I want any of this. Who, who's got what? <laughs> wow, we really blew through rapid fire that time. That's good. Right. Yeah. Well, you yeah, told you us to. <laughs> we listened <laughs> to you. Just, you're welcome. <laughs> Are we done? Well, no. Now it's time for <laughs> Pump It or Dump It. Oh, we got another oh, one. Yes. Don't you know, Pump It Up? You've got to pump it up. This one's from Navina and Scarborough, who sent us a great note about loving the show, but hating our most recent music submissions. Fair enough. <laughs> Me too, Navina. <laughs> so she wants our take on this song. The song is called Peru from Fireboy DML and Ed Sheeran. So for Navina, do we pump it or dump it? Oh, I'm pumping this all summer long. Oh, man, he's going to back on track, baby. We got a We're starting a new win streak. This song is jamming all summer. It is not Manny. It is Fireboy. That's my new nickname. Fireboy. This is a great tune. Soldier Boy and Fireboy. This is a great tune. 
Yeah, I like this tune too. Outta boy, after Rashawn coming over with the steel chair and knocking out the chain smokers last <laughs> yeah, week. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, make it three for three. Yeah! It's a great song. Oh! Oh, I don't know what half the words are, but. Navina, send us another one next week. <laughs> Finally, she gets it. Hey, Kiefer, are you listening? <laughs> Find one like this, and we'll play your choice again. <laughs> Navina's our new favorite listener. Navina, we got to get her on the show. Yes, yeah, we got it. I'm going to email her back. Let's go. <laughs> and that does it for another debate. Great show, voice. What a great show. <laughs> I still can't believe Manny has no shame about watching that show on Netflix and he's getting on us about 90 Day Fiance. I know, eh? It's 90 Day Fiance! It's the same thing! No, You're watching Trash TV too? All... No, it's not. Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing beats a man flying to Peru. Did he flew to Peru, didn't he, Ben? Yeah. Peru! Yep. Peru, Peru, Peru. Here we go. All summer long. Peru, Peru, waiting to see someone with the fakest pictures. I can't believe she showed up, Rashad. And she seems nice. I like her. Stop talking about this already. Instantly uninterested. Remember to follow us on social media. Oh, yeah, we got that too. (laughs) Podcast FFC. On Twitter and Instagram, Monday we post the break the bracket of who is going to make it on the 90 Day Fiance countdown for future <laughs> considerations on Facebook as well. No, we're not. <laughs> Did you see the video we posted? The full court alley-oop at the buzzer Yeah, for Concordia, Nebraska. What a throw that was. When that comes out of your hand, you're like, this isn't going anywhere near it. Oh, my gosh. It was right there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. If you haven't checked it out. Follow us on social media. Look for the post. Remember to like and share all of our posts with your friends. That's right. And you can also send us your questions, comments, and topic suggestions at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. And we're not done yet. Oh, no, no. You think that that was, <laughs> we think we're out of gas? Come on now. It's Wednesday. We got another one coming here. The OT coming up on Friday. Conversation with Hockey Canada and the University of Windsor goalie coach Perry Wilson. That will be Friday. You will hear that. And he is just an outstanding guy and, and a great coach. So that's going to be a great conversation. I'm very passionate about the game of hockey. Oh, Looking yes. forward to that. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Sapolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sports training and nutrition. I wonder what he's watching. Oh, he would like. He'd be into both of those shows, I think. Maybe that's why we keep we don't hear from him. Maybe. He's too busy he's, watching these shows. He's, <laughs> he's watching 90 Day Love Being Blind in, in Fiance. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you check out 90 Day Fiance Sunday nights at TLC. No! We'll talk to you on... <laughs> This this Rashad family, I tell you, if I had six ninety nine left to pay for food, groceries, or a monthly subscription to Discovery TV, uh, Jill has just sold ice to an Eskimo. I tell you, this is terrible. We'll talk to you on the OT on the next edition of Four Feature Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their mo for. 
the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.